Welcome to Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders by Bright Mind Consulting Group. We give you the necessary tools to help you become the architect of not just your business, but your life too. I'm your host, Javon Wooden. Hey, Haley, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Good to have you here today. And you know, if you've listened to any episodes, we hop right into it. So you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, perfect. So first question that I like to ask every guest is, who are you? Who is Haley Dennis? <laughs> I love that question. You don't have to ponder that, right? You think about all the things you say to people about, who am I? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to say, well, what I do for work is I'm an executive leadership and career coach. And the past few years, my focus has really become focusing on women of color and really helping them with their journey of confidence. And so you may say, well, then that's what you do, but who are you? So I'm a fun, energetic, I really love to help people, love to support people in their journey. And I love to empower individuals as they go about their journey and their careers. I love that. So what does that look like, empowering individuals as they go forward? When I see someone say maybe they're having a challenge or something that's blocking them and really to see them kind of come out on the other side. So maybe they think about something that's really important to them or something they want to accomplish. And seeing them be there, take the tools, make that one, even if it's just one small change or one small step that can really help them to believe that they can go forward, it's, it's possible. It may change. I know we're, I talk about success a lot and what success looks like and making sure that you craft your own vision of success. So to see them on their path of success empowers them and empowers me to help continue to support them on their journey. So defining success, what does success look like to you? I like that question. For me, success is being able to have the freedom to do what I want to do. And I'm sure you can relate to that as you step into that entrepreneur world and you're able then to kind of set your own schedule. You're able to work when you want to work, work on the things that you're passionate about, work on the things that bring you happiness. And that's what success is to me. I know a lot of people put a money amount to it and things like that. But I've found that the more enjoyment I have in the work that I do, that money isn't always in the forefront. Of course, we got to have money. We want to make money because we don't want to work for free, right? But it comes more than that. It becomes about being able to live a lifestyle, establish a lifestyle that works for you and that that's what you want. And that's what success for me is being able to live the life and help those around me and support those around me. And I feel like I'm a success if I'm able to do that. Now, I love that because that's one of the reasons why I started designing life and business is because that definition of success for me was empowering others and helping them increase clarity, confidence and cash flow so they can focus on what matters most to them. So uh, it sounds like we're very aligned here, which is one of the reasons why you're a guest. <laughs> so, so thanks for sharing that. So the journey to coaching, you know, everyone has their story, every coach, every consultant, every leader, every entrepreneur. So what is your story? What made you want to become a coach and most importantly, an entrepreneur and leave corporate? I started working in corporate when I was 16. And so very young, I did an apprenticeship through high school and then I did an internship during college. So I started at a very, very young age being groomed in corporate and around corporate life. And so I worked in finance for 14 years. And then I finally said, you know what, one day I need something different. I don't know what it is, but I got to do something different. And I went on a job interview and it was with a technology company and they were hiring financial analysts. And that was the role I was applying for. But when I went on the interview, 
I found out it was a lot of like coding and database work and things like that that I had knew nothing about, no experience in whatsoever. And so I, I'll say, well, let me be honest. I told the hiring manager, I said, I have no experience in this at all. So thank you for the opportunity. And he told me, he said, I like you. I like your personality. He said, if you're willing to learn, I will teach you everything you need to be successful at this job. What do you say? And I said, I accept. And so I've been in tech for the last nine years. And so probably about maybe three and a half, four years ago, my sister had bought a ticket to a conference and she wasn't able to go. So she gave me her ticket. And when I went to the conference, there was a lot of coaches there introduced me to the coaching world. And I was like, wow, you know, people actually get to do this for a living and hearing their stories and their experiences. I was like, I wouldn't do that. I could do that. So I looked into it a little bit more and I went to a seminar for coaches and training and all of that stuff. And I was so excited. So then I told my mentor, I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a coach. But I said, I don't know what I want to coach in. You know, I'm so excited to do it. She was like, what have you done for the past 20 years? And I said, I worked in corporate. And she was like, there you go. Go be a corporate coach. <laughs> you know, work with what you know. Use your experience to help others. And that's going to make you so much more powerful. Because there's a lot of coaches out there now, right? And so because you've lived it, you, that's been your life, you're going to have so much more experience and knowledge to help empower others in their journey and navigating the corporate world. And so I went through, I went and got my certification and all of that. And I've been in it ever since. And so it was different deciding to step out on my own. Because of course, being in corporate for 20 years, you know, your, your salary, all things that come along with that. And so for me, I was like, wait a minute, I have to control things. So being an entrepreneur, you can't always control everything. So that was a huge mindset change for me of going from being in that corporate environment, you know, being told what to do, following along, having a plan, someone else to kind of strategic vision and all that stuff. And you stepping in and completing that for them. But now it's like, I get to craft this for myself. I get to make my business what I want it to be. And so once I got over that hurdle, I worked with my own personal coach to help me get over that control thing and also being able to not be afraid to try something new. You know, it's a whole nother world out there, as you know, when you're stepping and working for yourself. And so getting, letting go of that fear. And I just prayed and said, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to see what happens and give it a try. Yeah, well, clearly it's working for you. Now, <laughs> we know that, you know, when you make that jump into any endeavor, especially in the coaching world, because there are a lot of people just popping up saying they're a coach. So how do you navigate all the noise to land your clients? For me, it's genuine connections. And that's what I always found throughout. If I started landing clients and talking to people and mostly everybody knows somebody, right? And so even sometimes without me even asking, I'll have a client say, oh, I told such and such about you. I told a friend or I told a colleague about you. They're going to reach out to you. They're going to contact you or here's our information. And so I found that really when it comes to searching for clients and looking for clients as well, Everyone talks about niche and all that. I won't go deep into that, but it is important to know who you're trying to reach, who your audience is, who are you serving? And it may change too. That can change over time as you evolve. But when you're clear about that, you'll know who you're talking to. And I found that also too, when you first start off, you think you want everybody to be your client. Everybody is not your client. Everybody is not a good fit for you. So finding people that resonate and you resonate with them and being able to support them and so I find that when I'm talking to people, what, are, what connection do we have? How can I assist you? Am I the best person? And if I'm not, I know some other coaches that could be a great resource or a great match for them. But really finding out how you connect with them. And then, like I said, everybody has friends. You can get referrals. Asking them about how other people that they know will really help you increase your clientele. 
Absolutely. 100%. That referral network and the partnership network is very important. So I'm glad you said that. And then there's this idea of promoting yourself. A lot of people are very uncomfortable, but my guy, Myron Golden, he always talks about making more offers. Do you find that that's helpful when you actually let people know what you're doing? Yes, it is. And I'm one of those people that I did not like marketing. I did not want to put myself out there. <laughs> you know, like you want to like, I'm working and you're doing all this stuff. I can tell my clients that. So you can't work in the shadows. You got to step out sometimes. And you got to let people know what you're doing. And so I just wrote a book. And so that oh, been really making me put myself out there. Thank you so much. That was another whole like big thing for me. It was so exciting to do. And you know, too, you're an author as well. So doing that and you Nobody's going to know if you don't tell them, right? You can't write a book and then say people are going to go buy it if you don't tell them, right? So <laughs> that's a whole other thing of telling people who can tell somebody about what you do or sharing some of your resources or how you help others, that that can help them. So being able to open your mouth and share. It doesn't have to come across as being salesy or anything like that. It can come across as just support, asking somebody, hey, what's your biggest challenge? What are you dealing with right now? Can then open up the door for you to be able to see how you can support them or work with them. Yeah, I think that's a key for the designers listening is not selling, but letting them know how you can help transform them and help them achieve those goals. Because that's really what you do, especially if you're a service business, is you're working to get someone from over a problem and they want that. That's what they're looking for. So I think it's key, exactly what you just said. Now, you help people in a multitude of ways, but you have two businesses. I want to ask you, you're the founder of Authentic Confidence Lounge. What made you decide to create a community that focused specifically on confidence for women of color? That came from my clients. So I have to definitely thank them for that because it would be so many times I'd be talking to them and they'd say, Haley, you need to share this with everybody, not just me. And so being a woman of color and working in corporate, you know, I have many experiences and things that I experienced. And so when I talk to my clients that are in the leadership roles or trying to get into leadership, the things that they encounter, they always say, Haley, I'm so glad that you're here because you understand if I was talking to someone else that didn't look like me or someone that was much older than me or a different gender than me, then they may not understand or I have to explain to them. I don't know if they're going to get it. But immediately when we start talking and they're sharing their experiences, I immediately connect and I share, you know, this is, I went through that. This is how I dealt with that. Let's explore that. And so it really helped me and drew me. And like I said, it's going to change over time because when I first started coaching, I was focusing on women in tech. And so the broad area as well, it could be. But as I talked to more and more women, and then it was so funny, I did in my book launch party. And so it was the conversations that were had during that with the women of color in that group. It was such a beautiful conversation because it was a, a place where they felt safe to share and not be judged. You don't find that a lot today. It's so many places where you go and, you know, there's going to be arguments or people disagreeing or, you know, trying to say that's not that experience or that's not true. But it's a the Authentic Confidence Lounge. I created that as a space for women to learn from each other, to support each other and to be able to grow in their careers and feel that support and know that there are other women going through the same thing. I hear so many times people say, I'm not the only one. You don't know how that makes me feel to know I'm not the only person experiencing this. And then to find other women that have experienced that and that have come out successful and see how they've, you know, prospered in their career. It's been very encouraging and confident building for the women. So I'm so excited to be opening that community up in the next month. That's amazing. And I'm so happy, too, because, you know, it's very important for the designers listening that 
success, it's not a solo journey. We always hear it's lonely at the top, but it really isn't if you build this community or if you become a part of a community like the Authentic Confidence Lounge. And that's why I love that idea so much because you are creating that instead of it being where you're comparing traumas or comparing your experiences, you're opening up to allow everyone to share doors from a non-judgmental and learning perspective. So that's awesome. So what levels of support would someone get if they become a member of the Authentic Confident Lounge? And then how do they become a member? With the community that I'm building, we're going to have group coaching calls. So we're going to have that twice a month so they can come in and share their stories and be able to. And I find that that's very powerful as well. When you have other, that's where other women can share. So that'll be a good opportunity for that. Then we'll have Q&A. Maybe they have a question. Maybe something's coming up from them. Um, I'm going to have classes for them. I'm going to give them resources and tips within the community where they can go in and join with each other. We'll have like a community built around that. And there are lots of communities people build. And so I'm very intentional about how I build this community because I want it to be one of support and one where women can come and feel comfortable, not just something else you sign up for and you get emails and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> they will have monthly email from me. They'll be able to get a video from me. We'll have monthly subjects around confidence and navigating the corporate environment. And, you know, I'm going to have some goodies for them each month as well. We're going to celebrate too, because I feel that we work so hard, but we sometimes we only celebrate like those huge, huge wins, but it's small wins that we do every day. And all of those things help build that confidence. And that's what we're going to have some celebrations of each other and supporting each other along the way. So the membership is actually going to open up in July. And so you can go to the AuthenticConfidenceLounge.com and sign up for the waiting list to be able to get all the information when the doors do open for the lounge. And I'm just really excited to see this come up and to grow this because I really want it to be a place for women to come and get support. Yeah, I think that's so important, especially these days with all the uncertainty and one minute you're up, next minute you're down type of thing. So I think support is paramount now. And I love that you're creating this like the perfect time to create the confidence lounge, the authentic confidence lounge right now. So thanks for sharing that out and bringing that up. And then before we just broach the subject, you wrote a book. What is the title of the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the name of the book. The book is called The Authentic Confidence Handbook. And it's a mindset manual for professional women of color. And it's funny because the community came from the book. I wrote the book. And then I was having a conversation with some of my girlfriends one day. And they were like, Haley, you need to build a community around that book. That book is like, we could talk about this and we could do all this and we could do this and that. And that's where the idea for the community came from, from that book. And even with the book, I had always wanted to write a book. And you know how you may think about it a little bit, write a little bit, and then you put it away on the shelf. And then you maybe a, a couple months later, you think about it. But I set my goal for my pleasure. I'm, I'm a high achiever and I love that. I, I got to complete stuff. I have to control the, what I do. And so in that, I said, this time I'm going to finish it. I'm going to set a strong, I'm going to set my goals and I'm going to lay out my plan and I'm going to execute it. And I did that to finish writing the book and I'm just so excited about it. So I hope that everyone's saying, yes, I love it. I love it. The tips are really helping. So I'm excited to use that book inside the lounge with the community members as we start the journey too of going through that with each other and helping them to build that authentic confidence. Yeah, that's a dope idea. I mean, that's, Kind of how I started one of my communities, too, is like it just comes from the book and people tell you what they need. So that's also the power of community. You know, your own girls is like, hey, you know what? This is dope. But uh, I think you should add this next level of support. So 
give the people what they want. <laughs> exactly. Like you said, you got to tell people too. So I didn't tell anybody, they wouldn't know. So now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you also have another aspect of the business. You're the founder of Celeste Kathleen Inc. And you focus on building strong talent pipeline and achieving organizational success. Can you tell us more about the process of working for organizations? Yes, definitely. And that was always like my kind of fear when I stepped into that. I was like, how do I go into organizations? You know, how do you work with people? And again, it came down to networking. I've had some amazing clients that have said, you know what, what you're teaching, I would love for you to bring to my organization and let's start those conversations, getting you in touch with the right people. Because it is difficult as being a new business and entrepreneur approaching corporations because, of course, they're large, they're vendors, all that type of stuff you have to work through and go through. But it can be worth it. It's so worth it. When you work with corporate, I find you can reach so many more people. And then you're able to go in and do that leadership coaching. You're able to do management training. You're able to help those leaders become better leaders. You're helping organizations to strengthen their pipeline. There's one organization I work with where they have an amazing Black ERG group. And it's amazing to see the work they're doing. And then again, being able to go in and help the people of color, help that ERG group specifically. ERG groups are very important. And when they have the right resources that help them along the way to help their employees grow. And it's amazing the things that you see when you go into organizations because something simple as a growth plan or a goal setting, organizations talk about that, but are they really implementing it? How are they holding each other accountable for that? How are leaders growing? How are the top leaders setting the example for the new and upcoming leaders? Being able to help them. And just to see an organization, just to hear like when you come away from doing a training or facilitation, like I was doing a leadership training for a group. And at the end, they were just saying, you know, these are things that we've heard for years, but really real life application, especially today. We know that the corporate scene has changed a lot and how to navigate that and make inclusive environments. You know, DEI's very much popular out within organizations trying to improve those initiatives and making sure they're having inclusive and diverse teams. And they need help with that. They're realizing they can't do it on their own. So being able to go into organizations too and help them with that is such an amazing and fulfilling work. Absolutely. I mean, you've worked with some top companies. You know, I was looking on that site. You got the Googles and the Samsungs. I'm like, hey, she's doing it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. I know you said using your network, but what does that look like to say, hey, I'm trying to work for Google. You know, can you hook me up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yes, I've had uh, definitely some great friends that have worked at some of these organizations and they've been able to then say, who's in your L&D? Who's in your HR department? Let me have a conversation with them. And one thing that's really important when you go into corporations to work is finding the right decision makers to talk to. Because we've probably all, if you've worked in corporate or trying to work in corporate before, you may spend time talking to the wrong people. Like we have a person that's very energetic about it or, you know, they want the program, but are they the decision makers? And so being able to find the right people that can say yes, that's what you want. People that can say yes to the program or yes to the coaching. And it doesn't always happen. So you have to nurture some of these things. It's not like you're going to go in and meet somebody, but you're not going to necessarily go in and meet that person. They're immediately going to say, yes, let's have your program. I want to have coaching for 12 employees and let's do some training. Yes, let's get this going. No, it's usually take time. You have to talk to the people, nurture the relationships, follow up. That's something, too, that sometimes when you're dealing with and trying to get clients, you may be like, well, I don't want to bother the person. But instead of just sending that, I get those emails myself, from, you know, people that want to help you with your business. Instead of just saying, hey, I do this or I do that. 
how can I help you? Send them things that are beneficial for them, things that are going to help them, help you stay on their mind. So if you send them something that can help them with a challenge, they can look back at that in a little few months and be like, oh no, Haley sent me something. Let me see if I can dial her up. We need this right now. So being able to do research, if you have somebody that's in that company, what are some of the challenges that leaders are going, are dealing with right now? And then when you talk to the decision makers, you can address those issues. It's not a nice to have. It's like, what do you need right now? What keeps you up at night? What can I help you with that you can help your team, help the business, help the company? And that's really when you're approaching corporate outbound has been very beneficial is considering those things and seeing how you really can help them. And then they'll, again, brings you in and helps you. And then also to off- your offerings. You talked about that a little bit earlier with the offerings of what you're offering to them. Making sure it's, it's tailored to what, again, what are their needs? What are you helping them solve? And that'll help you be able to get the business if you're able to help them solve their problem. Yeah, that's the key right there. I always tell my clients, like, listen more than you talk because they will help you create that proposal. They're telling you exactly how you can serve them. And that's where you got to come from, that place of service. Sounds like you've mastered it. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. That's what I say. Always a work in progress. <laughs> but you learn something from each one. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We all are. <laughs> but thank you for sharing that because I think that's oftentimes the designers, we get into this thing like, man, do I, can I get in there? Like, how does that work? And it's like this big, insurmountable behemoth that you're looking at when it's really just like, let me find out who I got in my contacts. Let me call this person so they can hit this person up and connect me. The network really is your net worth. So I'm glad you highlighted that. I love that. I love this. Yes, it is. Because you may say too, if I call this person up, they're going to say, well, who's Haley? I don't know who that is. But if Haley knows somebody that knows somebody and says, and that says, oh, Haley's great. You should work with her. I work with her. Oh, let me call it. You know, they'll listen as opposed to that. So it does work. You use your network. Can't stress that enough. (laughs) 100%. So now we talked about the good side, but there's also some not so good or harder points. And one of those is balancing the demands of leadership with your personal life. So how do you maintain that? Well, I can't always say I was good at it. (laughs) (laughs) that's another work in progress too because I think and you can probably attest to this when we work for ourselves you probably find yourself working all the time like you're thinking about it you know you eat sleep and breathe your business your work your company and so it's never like an off time as opposed to like I know when I work my corporate job when I left work and closed that laptop that was it I wasn't opening that thing back up to the next day (laughs) so (laughs) I was real good about that so now I'm trying to bring that mindset a little bit back more into my own personal life now and set boundaries. So like if I choose to do work on the weekend, maybe I'll say, well, I'll just choose to do it for a couple hours Saturday afternoon or a couple hours Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Setting those boundaries for myself so I can make sure I'm still giving time for my personal life, giving time for self-care, not overworking, giving yourself boundaries. Of, I do get up early one day, but let me make sure I end at a certain time. Or take breaks throughout the day. We have those are all so important. So I, if I want to go get a massage in the middle of the day or go for a walk, those types of things you can do. Go have lunch with a friend. Still include those things to balance that personal life so that you don't find yourself just working. And this is the first year that I'm going to take two whole weeks off. And I'm not going to work. I'm not going to check emails. I'm just going to be off. This is going to be hard for me. <laughs> I was going to say, that's tough to not check anything. That's like, man, that's commitment. First person to let you know, I have not gotten to that point yet where I can do two, not even a week, where I can just not check my emails. So, so. I'm probably being overachiever, an overachiever right there. Yeah, move <laughs> probably- to you on that way. 
I'll let you know in a couple of next month how it goes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Check in. Let me know how that went. Because, man, that is commitment. <laughs> mm, so we'll see. But just in your mind, though, I find that if you're thinking about that or if you are, you know, saying, OK, if I am on vacation, what am I going to do? Am I going to check email, you know, a couple, however you want to do it so you're not working still? Just having that time off is so important to just, I say, unplug, de-stress and just relax and let your body relax. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the rest is just as important as the work. So that's it's key that you're doing that. So what's like the best leadership advice that you've ever received? That's a really good question. And I think for me, it's been to be yourself. People are either going to like you or they're not going to like you. And uh, many times, and I found myself doing this when I was early in my career, you try to become what people want you to be. And you can lose yourself in that. And so I will say, be true to yourself. I always say with the corporate, it's a game. We all know you have to play certain games in corporate. You have to show up a certain way, things like that. That's a whole other conversation. But in that, don't lose yourself. And always, if you're happy, you know, be happy. If you're in a career path that isn't for you, don't be afraid to change. Sometimes that people, we get stuck. We work these jobs because it's what we feel like we're supposed to do. Or people tell us that's what we're supposed to do. But I would say, Best career advice, be you and find things that serve your passion. And some people say, well, I don't have a passion. And that's okay, too. But I say whatever you do, see if you can find enjoyment in it. Something that brings you happiness and brings you peace is going to make your whole life so much better. And a lot of that starts in the mindset. A lot of people are unhappy or they don't have that joy and they're stressed out because their mindset, the way they look at things, they focus on the negative more than the positive, and they don't want to have that place of gratitude. So it's like, we got to start there. And then also like purpose. There's so many people who just don't know their purpose. So how do you, like when you work with your clients, do you do any work with them on identifying that purpose or re-identifying and rediscovering? Yes. A lot of the career work that I do when I'm doing career coaching is helping them, especially if they want to transition. It's finding their passion and finding their purpose. And to me, I found that when you have purpose and when you're living in that purpose, you're working in that purpose, your life is so much better. You feel so much better. Not to say you're not going to have road bumps. You're not going to have stress at times because we're human and that's life. Things are going to come about that can stop us. But when you're in your purpose and when we work with clients to discover that purpose, I love going through and helping them define what are your strengths? Many times we don't always think about that. We think about that maybe we're going on a job interview. And so it's like, oh, I have to name my strengths or whatever. But stepping back and really thinking about what have you done over your life? What is the life, your lifespan? What are your strengths? What are you most proud of? What have you accomplished? And when you start looking at your accomplishments and things that you've done, that helps you to identify your strengths. And then you can see like, what are your values? You do, I do a value exercise with my clients. Let's look at your strengths. Let's look at your values. And then that helps us to identify what's most important to you. And then we start asking those hard questions of, are you doing that right now? And if you aren't, what's holding you back? What is not allowing you to operate? I call it my zone of genius. What is keeping you from that zone of genius? And if we can identify that, then let's work towards seeing how we can get us. If we can't get you fully there, because some people may say, well, I can't get there right now. Let's get as close as possible as we can. So you can start living in your purpose. Absolutely. Start creating those milestones and stepping stones so you can get there. So now nah, that's where it's at right there. You said a word. And I think that a lot of people and don't just do it once, right? That values assessment. 
continuously do that because things change, as you mentioned earlier. So thank you for sharing that, Haley. So we're going to shift to our by design segment where I ask every yes the same three questions. Ready to roll? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I love it. I love it. See, that's that confidence, right? Authentic confidence. Right <laughs> so first question is, what has been the hardest part about designing a life and business you don't need a vacation from? I think a lot of times, especially for women entrepreneurs, is worrying about what other people are going to think. And you start to think, well, if I do this, what are they going to say? What's going to happen? And are people going to follow me? Are they going to come after me? And when you're, like I said, when you're designing that life and business, again, it comes down to designing and choosing your own version of success. I will guarantee you that if you design it from what success is for you, it's going to mean so much more. And it's going to take that hard part out of it, away from it. For sure. And that's key, especially today, because we're so inundated with other people's definitions of success that we kind of forget our own. So thank you for sharing that. That's key. Second question is, what is the best lesson you've learned from your entrepreneurial journey? Don't be afraid to try new things. Because sometimes we get so caught up and we don't want to try new things. And they say the closed hand doesn't get fed or closed mouth doesn't get fed. Or however it goes, something like that. Closed mouth doesn't get fed, yep. <laughs> right. And so when you're on this entrepreneurial journey, trying new things, stepping outside of your comfort zone is so important. Because you're going to open up doors for things you didn't even know were possible and learn new things about yourself and see new things for your business. And it may take you down a totally different path than what you thought it was. So making sure, too, that you're on your path. And like you said, there's so much out there of everybody's journey and everybody making seven figures and six figures and all this stuff. Get out the noise to figure out what it means for you for your journey and then go after that. Yes, indeed. Beautifully said. So what are three tools or tips that you would recommend when scaling a business? Get help. First and foremost, identify what areas you are strong in. And then for those that you're not strong in, get help. Or for things that you don't like to do, get help. Because that's going to help you, again, go back to operating your zone of genius. So and realizing also, too, you can't do everything in your business. So have a good way to manage. I love planners and very organized. So have a good system to track things, have a good system to write your goals down in, whether it's paper planner, whether it's electronic version, where there's a tool that's online, so many tools out there online that can help you to manage your different tasks. Things like that have been very helpful. Again, if you can join a networking group or join a mindset group, all of those things, again, are going to be community. They're going to help you because you're going to find with other entrepreneurs that they're doing the same thing. And you can learn so much, especially if you're trying to scale that business, you can learn from others and y'all can connect and they can share experiences with them about how they got to where they got to. And then the final one I would say for third tip would be to don't be afraid. Go out there, have big dreams. It's okay if you fail. You may not succeed that first time, but don't let that stop you. Because if we all stopped every time we failed, we wouldn't have some of the most fabulous businesses and fabulous things that we're doing right now. Me and you would probably be sitting here talking if we had that first failure, right? We would be like back doing corporate or something. But keep on going and realize that if I say if you believe it, you can achieve it. I know it's like, ooh, that's a corny thing. But you can get to it if you want to. You can go after it. You can do it. So I just say go for it. 
Yeah, it's so true, though. I mean, if you believe it, I mean, we see that day in and day out. There was once a time where someone said we couldn't use waves over the air and the ether to talk from one end of the world to another, you know, but now look at what we're doing, doing a voice and video. So there are so many examples. You just got to pick the ones that drive you the most and lean on those when you're feeling like you just don't believe anymore. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so this has been a pleasure, Haley. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for dropping this value and, and everything that you've given. I'm sure the designers want to know how can they connect with you? <laughs> well, I want to connect. So there are a couple of different ways you can reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. So please reach out to me, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Haley-Dennis on LinkedIn, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-E-N-N-I-S. I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at Haley at A-C-L. Also, visit my website, AuthenticConfidenceLounge.com. And please go on and sign up. We're gonna, I'm so excited about this community that's opening up next month. And I would love to see the listeners join and become a part of the community. And even if you're not a woman of color, you can join as well. Become an ally and be a support system for others as we're going along this journey together. I love that. Thank you so much. That was my question. I'm glad you answered it about if you're a woman or not. That was so perfect. Thank you so much, Haley. And I look forward to seeing how that Authentic Confidence Lounge goes. And make sure you enjoy that two weeks off. And I will see you soon. Keep ascending. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you so much. Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders, is brought to you by Bright Mind Consulting Group. To find out more about Bright Mind Consulting Group and how you can become the best leader possible, visit brightmindconsultinggroup.com. Make sure you search for Design Your Life and Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Bright Mind Consulting Group, we cannot thank you enough for listening.